Okay, back again in your lives. It is Pancration Philosophy episode 142. Hello, listeners. We're talking fighting in the age of loneliness. But speaking of being lonely, you're probably lonely because you're listening to this. So stop being lonely. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Pancration. And if you donate, you can be part of the sponsoring philosophers. That's right. Sponsoring philosophers such as our friend Rustam Hamamedov, you know, with his small knife and <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking, to fight, yeah, looking to fight Justin Bieber. Or you could be our buddy Big Wang. That's right. Big Wang on the, <laughs> on the dating scene. Watch out. He might get banned from Tinder. Yep. So don't shout out to those spawn. <laughs> don't wish that upon <laughs> that man. He already wished it well, he wished it upon himself. But yes. So Rustam Big Wang, thank you. And you could be getting shout outs too. That's right. Patreon.com slash pancreation. It'll fix all of your problems. All your problems. All of them. You know, all the dating advice and front headlock series as mm. well. But yes. And yep, here we are, part four on fighting in the age of loneliness. It's me, Pocholo Cruz, Ender Cleofi, look at you. Newly promoted producer. Right. And adults. And adults. Man, remember when you were a kid? <laughs> it was so long days. ago. So long ago. I mean, yeah, it was like an eon ago. And of course, Scott McDonald, What's up, a.k.a. Yo? Big Must. What's up? Big Must in the house, bro. You already know what it is, and you already yeah. know what I'm about, and you already know what I want to happen. So but I want to hear it anyway. happen, bro. <laughs> you know? I'm 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 developing a list, man. I actually I probably list, shouldn't say that. Developing because that's that's how yeah. you get Homeland Security <laughs> yeah. at your front door. Hell, what yeah. kind of list is this? Yeah, yeah. No, man. Happy to be here. Of course, man. We're happy to have you. And of course, what Big Must is talking about is how Justin Bieber's ducking him, right? Yeah, I think we're being really modest with the word duck. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea who I am, honestly. Bieber, if you ever listen to this, which I, I know you won't, bro, I'm going to be 100% real with you. We could literally do like a MMA fight or a shoot boxing fight for charity for, for all the people going through the struggles with COVID. And we can show the masses that they don't need to rely on the government, but all they need to put their trust in is a celebrity who has a couple decent songs, who can dance. And, what do you, you mean know, a that, couple? That's a... And um, that's you, because I can't sing or dance, so, you know, um, maybe we can work it out where you just kick me in the head and knock me out in the first round. I'm cool with that, too, bro. I'll be on your highlight reel, and then it can lead to this lucrative career of MMA competition for you. Um, so, yeah. I'm down for it all, bro. And, um, versus McGregor. Here uh, this is like <laughs> the most... Oh, <laughs> to add to that, too, if you can hit Floyd Mayweather up, um, my boy Ryan Kim said he'd grapple him. <laughs> Uh, when we, I, he just said literally, that he, if I get the fight with Bieber, Ryan Kim would want to grapple you, Floyd Mayweather. Um, but yeah, I know we're not on your radar, bro. We're just a couple. But we can change. We're, that. Just, we're just a couple. Ple- yeah. No, no, we can't. This is like the- <laughs> we're just a couple plebs trying to make it, bro. This is the most thoughtful I've ever seen. Big must. Big must. That's right. Oh yeah, we got big must shirts. Hmm. Yep. Live now. Live now. That's right. Spread shirt. Look up Pancreation Philosophy right there. <laughs> Just all ads. But, spread, um, spread my image throughout the land. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you must in a big way. But yeah, all right, guys. Let's talk. Let's start with uh, episode four. Mm. 
any uh, any thoughts with you, Scott? Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like that that episode was really focused on, um, you know, just the Anderson Silva era. That was a, a big takeaway I had, and, mm-hmm. and just how what good timing, you know. His well, his trajectory in the sport was right around the same time as uh, Obama's uh, presidencies, and. You know, I thought it was a brilliant comparison to, like, you know, look at the Shale fight and compare Shale and, like, his rhetoric and the things he said and did to, like, the Tea Party mm-hmm. and how, like, you know, the UFC brass had gotten frustrated with Silva because, you know, he had that performance in Abu Dhabi. Yep. And that was, in their minds, underwhelming, um, you know, and he was doing some... I, I still think really hilarious things like hiding behind the ref and, you know, really... It was against Damian Maya, right? Yes, just really made him look Maya. like a fool. Yep. Um, so that's some interesting commentary, but also in there, I believe, like, uh, there's mention of, you know, what what uh, happened in 2008 and with the, the financial collapse and how, you know, that really crippled a generation uh, of people. And changed our economy and the, the prospects that, you know, quote unquote, the middle class had. A lot of people lost like their savings and the real estate bubble burst. And the, we know the overall premise of this uh, documentary is that fighting um, provided a unique space for outsiders, but also in a way like a uh, breath of fresh air to a, a world. Uh, especially a world and a, a nation, our nation, which is, uh, which, um, you know, was losing legitimacy, especially with its institutions or um, its ability to achieve justice. Like he, you know, Felix Biederman mentioned how none of the bankers or people involved in the collapse were held accountable and things kind of continued. So those are just things I uh, took away. But obviously, like for me, just focusing on Anderson Silva is uh, is great because during that time I just remember watching him and being like, "This is the best fighter ever," you know, mm-hmm. um, just for his skill and you know he he wasn't. It, it, isn't it interesting timing though? Because he had his. No, that's why I said like he had his last. Fight. He had his last fight recently with Uriah Hall and. Um, just so much respect for him. Like Uriah Hall's literally crying and yes. You know, doesn't want to, didn't want to do that to him. And same thing with Israel Adesanya, because not only is Anderson Silva extremely skilled, and, and we know that, but he is kind of like Shogun. When we talked about Shogun in the last episode, he's this unique, almost Bruce Lee like figure who still embodies the the principles of martial arts. He's not tainted by. Uh, capital in the way that um, we see with people like McGregor or uh, and, and the culture that followed him. Uh, so yeah, those are just some of my initial thoughts there. Mm-hmm. I could be could be missing some stuff, but that's just what really grabbed my attention. Oh yeah, the one that grabbed my attention was like the end of Pride. Mm, and, uh, yeah, and uh, the the Gomi uh, Diaz. That fight. last card was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I like when they show the stat of like yeah. how much 
weed they like check for yes like how much is acceptable yeah. and then how much yeah how much, yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh usually it's 15 but because they know they they bumped it up to 50 yeah, yeah. It's 175 like three times the, the amount they, like yeah. i normally yeah. personally I, my stance is that i think yeah. it's fine i don't see how it would be performance enhancing but that much fight. yeah yeah i mean yeah he was high the, out of his guy yeah no, that no, might no, do something no, no, no exactly they, they go they said like for him to get that kind of level he would have to have smoke right before he went out <laughs> that's so yeah. tight dude he's i love that he's, he's, like, like, he's, he's like oh, i'm job. about to fight fucking go me if, if, you, if you go in uh yeah. if you go and look at like some of his quotes, like, I guess his girlfriend was supposed to come with him. Yeah. And he told Nick Diaz, literally, you guys can fact check me, but I, I yeah. it's out there somewhere. Nick yeah. Diaz literally told her, he's like, did ninjas have their girlfriends in the trees when they're going to attack their enemy? <laughs> Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I, I respect that mentality, yeah. dude. But yeah. it was a great fight. I mm. mean, they f- threw absolute death at each other. Yes. Nick got clipped and then... Just box them to hell. That's the Diaz. That's yeah. the Diaz game. Is like yeah. you survive an onslaught and then you just yeah. box the fuck out of them. Yeah. And then, um, he landed the go go plot. And in, in the documentary, he's uh, Felix was like, you know, it was a submission that was created I mean, as a, like joke. a joke. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Maybe like For the obvi- obviously, yeah. it's not a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, and how could I forget? My boy Hendo. My boy. Oh. Decision Dan. I remember I remember being on Sure Dog and like yeah. that was he was Decision Dan. He, they they, they called Decision Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he landed that. He's like, you know what? Fine. Yeah, that left hook. Spinning dude. back fist to left yes, hook. Yes, yeah, spinning <laughs> back fist to left hook. Dude, and he yeah, hit Vanderlei dead, mm. which is I mean, I think Vanderlei had a well, he had a rough like last two fights in pride because i think he got knocked out by crow cop and then knocked he out did by in that Dan. in that yeah. tournament yeah. yeah yeah and then uh fucking sokaju yeah knocking uh, out no little Gara. little nog mm, yeah. like yeah like a truck <laughs> yeah it's like a car wreck is yeah. you know complete upset yes um but that was you know pride was unique in that way and yes American audience got to fully ex- get the full pride experience, you know, and it's mm-hmm. sad to see that it didn't last. And just kind of how the deal worked out, where it's like, so a lot some fighters tra- transitioned to the UFC, and then the UFC got like access to tapes. And if you go on Fight Pass now, you can yeah. watch all the old you pride. Can watch those pride. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, what a what what a crazy war. Well, talking about Nick Diaz quotes, there, there's this. Um, because, man, he took a lot of damage in that COVID fight. Like, he had his horrible crack. His face was, yeah. like, leaking. Yeah, his mm-hmm. face was leaking. But, no, man, look at the shots, Kobe. Was yeah. Like, was, like, landing on him. Like, remember that one that landed the in the first round? Just, like, from the hip. Boom! Mm. Like, he's throwing a fastball punch at him. But, uh, yeah, I remember afterwards, he goes, like, yeah, man, he was he, he was talking about talking about the fight. Like, yeah, man, he was hitting me with some fucking hard shit. I don't know if the fuck did that. He takes off his No, he, and, and then he's, he's like, like, yeah, he, no, he yeah. said. Throwing Hadoukens at me. He's throwing his little yeah. Hadouken punches at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he takes off his sunglasses. I don't know if the fuck did that. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. guys, man. Yeah. Nick's a weird cat. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, he, like, you know, he he's someone who... I think rejected a lot of what was happening with the UFC. Um, you know, he he saw the cultural changes and I'm not saying he acknowledged all of this, but he was super resistant to like, you know, having to show up, promote the fight and be this person that they wanted him to be to control him. Mm, Nick know. was always himself. And he yeah. mentioned like 
over and over again how shitty his pay was. Yeah. And, and just like his, his brother, you know, it's like it's so makes so much sense that after, you know, when Nick gets the chance or sorry, Nate gets the chance to call out Connor. He says, you're taking everything I worked for. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's real. That's a real statement. That's right. Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. My absolute favorite part was actually it was like the right at the start of the episode. Okay. When they're like, "Yeah, this was back back when like people were like, kind of suspecting that Pride had like yakuza connections." <laughs> I was like, "Really? Oh man, you don't say. You, you don't say yeah. yakuza connections." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean they're talking about that hotel, and there's literally like a yakuza guy yeah. who has a room there yeah, and yeah. fucking. It's like yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of yakuza at the, like sitting at the front row the front watching. Row, yeah. You know, they might have something to do with this. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait just a minute. Yeah. It's like, nice job, super sleuths. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but speaking of a decision, Dan, how about that UFC 100? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> with Brock Lesnar. Oh, man. Brock Lesnar proving that if yeah. you're heavy enough, any anyone can be a champion. Yes. Well, he was just like, He's like the all-American bro. Like the yeah, and modern you know, Bob Sapp. Yeah, in a way, he not owned, even. Yes, he was the stereotypical like, uh, like MMA figure. Like when people, without watching MMA, when the average person thought about MMA, yeah. the logical conclusion would be someone like this. The, yeah, like this huge, angry, fucking wild. Yeah. Behemoth, you know. He, yeah, he, Brock Lesnar is like a real life '80s villain. Yes, yeah, <laughs> or a villain. henchman yeah. for an '80s, 80s villain. villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he, yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, some like some villain from Revenge of the Nerds, but like, what was a professional? I remember, fighter. I remember yeah. when Brock came and just as like a fighter, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Nothing against Brock, but the fact that it's like, okay, here we go. Here's the UFC's attempt at spectacle, and they're giving. This guy, because he was so big in WWE, access right away. Yeah. When you think about all the other people who've been grinding for a really long time, have probably better or do have better records, yeah. never would get that a shot like that. Well, yeah. Scotty was grinding for years as a professional wrestler. Yeah. I mean, in MMA. In, in MMA, MMA yeah. th- that's true. But he, it was also heavyweight, the least skilled division. Yeah. Right. And he was also super athlete. Mm. Like, yeah, Division One wrestler. Yeah, Division One wrestler. He walked on an NFL team after not doing any college football. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he was just that a, guy's yeah, a freak, freak of nature. He, yeah, he was, he was and, a freak athlete. So it's like, yeah, freak athlete, and then you end up going into MMA. But then, dude, yeah. then CM Punk. Eventually, CM after Punk, that, not a freak athlete. No. So I'm just, I'm just talking about access. I guess that was the fr- the frustrating thing. But I, I understand see. why they signed him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. CM Punk. Man. And he, he fought. Um, Keith Herring. You remember that fight? Yes. Because he, he fought Frank Mir first. Frank Mir. Lost. Lost. By then fight Heath, Heath Herring, Herring in the redemption Wrecked fight. him. Oh, yeah. And also, Heath Herring was a very legitimate heavyweight in pride. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, does just a bunch of... Well, grinds him out. And yes. then does a fucking cowboy shit. Yeah. And then he beats Frank Mir in the rematch. No, no. For, no, first he beats Heath Herring. Then he knocks out Randy Couture. That's right. And then he beats... Uh, Mir. Yes. Yeah. Yep. When did he go on the rant about Budweiser and That was when he beat Mir. I will drink drink Coors Light. Oh, man. Coors Light. Because Bud Light don't pay me nothing. And hell, I might get on top of my water. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There it is. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yes. I just remember sitting there like, what the Ew, fuck? Uh, I was like, this is not yeah. this is not country <laughs> breakfast territory anymore. This is country a complete breakfast. qualitative yes. fucking leap. We're in a new realm of MMA. This Here, is not chicken tater poop. Yeah, yeah this is not fucking... Nah, man. Oh, yeah, but with Brock, it's like... That's the UFC again maintaining that idea of the spectacle. Yeah. The spectacle sport while also like trying to become legitimate like every other sport. For sure. And that was mentioned in the documentary. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess that's like... UFC it, 100, though. What a great card. Like, mm, looking back for on sure. it. Like, George St. Pierre yeah, Thiago versus Alves. Thiago Alves. Yeah. One of George yeah. St. Pierre's best performances. For dude. sure. Like, it gets a very dangerous welterweight. Dropped him. Boxing time. was yeah. crisp. Takedowns were yeah. crisp. Like, dude, Thiago Alves looked so dangerous back then. Like, remember what he did to guys like, what, uh, he knocked out Hughes with a flying knee. Josh Koscheck. He wrecked yeah, Koscheck. Wrecked Koscheck. Um, pretty much yeah, the only one he, uh, the guy he lost to other than GSP was like John Fitch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, I mean, man. you look at the Tiago was a, was a monster. Tiago was a monster. He was huge when oh, he was fighting. Oh, yeah, for 170? Then, yeah, yeah back, back then. I mean, you look at the numbers <coughs> for that card, just uh, on like a bar graph, and you just see how much higher that... It, it was the highest pay-per-view to, for like the longest It was amazing. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was amazing. And to all come down, I mean, and then of course, talking about Decision Dan, just a <laughs> Henderson bomb, the age bomb on, uh, on Michael Bisping. Yeah. It was like... Uh, yeah, I mean, what the, yeah. He said, "I knew I struck him out," or what he say? Yeah. No, I knew I punched him. Out. No, it was some. I knew I knocked him out, but then I hit him. It wasn't even that. Time. It was like I knew I shot him. Out. <laughs> it was like not it was the best sentence ever. Yeah. yeah, I knew I hit him out. The extra one was just to shut him up for a long time. I love Dan, bro. I love Dan Henderson. That's my fucking guy, bro. Good old. Good just old keeping that train going, yeah, dude. Yeah, man, dude. And then yeah, well, just because. Well, yeah, I, I know Dan Henderson, one of your favorite fighters, as we talk about him with his like fake teeth, and he just falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> like takes a nap right before. They're like, Dan, it's five minutes before you got to get out there. All right, let me just stretch out this right hand because his takedown defense was so good. He's like, I'm just gonna stretch out this right hand, <laughs> and by God, it's gonna land. And then I'm gonna go farm. He's just a simple ass dude, bro. Yeah, bro. With a fucking right hand of death. Yeah, I yeah. liked him. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> and then he had that crazy knockout of Hector Lombard. Oh, but, dude, just crazy knockouts of Fedor. Yeah, no, but the yeah. Lombard knockout—he throws a body kick and then he just throws an el- a back elbow. No, he throws a head kick, just like it's just like a like a roadhouse. Like, like yeah, like that wasn't supposed to knock Hector Lombard out. No. That looks like something in like a crappy action movie. Yes, yeah. yes, roadhouse. Yeah. Oh, oh, good old Dan Henderson. Yep. What a, yep. What a what a what a what a fight. He was yeah. something. Oh mm-hmm. man, he he certainly was. And then um, yeah. Any any other thoughts on episode four? What what else is episode four talking about? Talking about the rise of yeah of, of Anderson, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, you know, trail sonning from the mean streets man. of Westland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, and that was uh that was an interesting like comparison because they really focused on. The, the tensions that were held between like the Tea Party conservatives in America and Obama, you know, like the hope and change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, rhetoric for the campaign. And I mean, it was his election was historic for a lot of reasons. And um, but he was uh, restrained by, you know, all of the same interests that most presidents are, you know, maintaining profit while also trying to, I think, in his case, help out the uh population as much as possible like affordable 
healthcare act and um yeah but again it was the disillusionment with like here change is coming then it doesn't and you know here's this this president that again is dealing with the racial tensions of our of our country right that is continually like undermining his legitimacy in some people's eyes and um i like how then they present silva as like okay you know this uh amazing technician but you know he's he's not real he's not real to us so we need this fucking gritty fast talking disrespectful guy who happens to be a former republic former republican politician yes to take him out we that's what we need and that it is the same message as like you know the tea party challenging yeah. obama's uh, legitimacy on all fronts well, and, and and i mean <laughs> the funniest thing about chael is that yeah he was a republican nominee and he had to get out of the race because <laughs> money laundering <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, like, god damn it chael <laughs> We're not making this up. No, it sounds like a joke, but it's it's not. And then what happens, you know, in in the fight is like, I remember watching that. I was like at fucking some restaurant with a bunch of people, and no, dude, I remember watching that fight. I was like, too. he's gonna lose. I was like, no fucking way. I can't believe it. Can't believe because like up until then, no one had even really challenged like Anderson. no one came close. No, he just he just kind of he was unstoppable. Me- he just kind of yeah. messed around, and then to see him do like, oh wow. Round one, oh well, just one round, and like, oh shit, round two, mm-hmm. and then like round three, and mm-hmm. then round four, four. I was like, oh god, I was like, and this then is the end. Son, and then he it? got caught yeah. in the, you know, in what he was susceptible to, which mm-hmm. is like the triangle choke. He'd been finished a couple multiple times, times. multiple times, yes. And... Forrest Griffin finished with a triangle choke. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And there we go. It's like, bam, you know. I mean, I again, this is. An amazing performance by Anderson, but that has got to be such a heartbreaker the other way around. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. That is tragic. Right. But then, you know, the, the UFC allowed Shale to be the heel. Mm. And to be that, that bad guy that was yeah. saying all these, like, like <laughs> super disrespectful things and, and yeah. pushing... Um, he was the master of marketing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And also, remember, after that fight, Shale, like, his uh, testosterone levels... They, I don't think they mentioned that. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so his like, so if Chael had won, it probably would have turned into a no contest because he tested it like, uh, I think the average. I mean, going back to Nick Diaz levels, right? Oh, so boy. I think like the average like testosterone was oh, like, something in like the 900s. Chael sure. was like almost twice that. Oh, like, oh and, my god! Yeah, because yeah. he was doing taking TRT. Yeah. So guys, what up? <laughs> my name is Chael. Yeah, man. Chael P. Sonnen. Yeah. Elevated a little elevated testosterone. Just a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. But um Yeah, yeah and Anderson Those were the days. Anderson came out on top and then if you go back to the beginning of the documentary they show, you know, his losses to Weidman mm-hmm. and um then Weidman's short run at middleweight and yeah, I would say I just I agree with the narrative that like when Anderson Lost. It was a definite like change in it was a culture. That was, that was shift. A it, it was complete yeah. complete culture shift. You okay. Know? Um, and we're not seeing this. And, and the cool thing about Anderson was there was this like mystique to him. He's really quiet. He was humble, but it's devastating with this technique. Dangerous everywhere. A lot of people don't 
bring up this performance about Anderson when he fought Nate Marquardt. That finish, to me, is one of his best finishes because oh, yeah, of how he, he does yeah, it. He hit the switch. He hit the switch yeah. from the single leg, ends yeah. up on top, and lands the most precision, like precise ground, ground pound ever. Yeah. Just straight right. Straight well, that, right. That, that's the thing people, like, I mean, people said the striking, but man, his ground strike, he was a sniper, man. Yeah, and from bottom, he'll yeah. fuck you up. Ask yeah. Yushin Okami. Yeah. Um, or, or I always remember that when he uh, when he finished Stefan Bonner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just like it was a slight trip, and then boom, just a knee to the to the solar plexus. Mm-hmm. Bonner dropped, but he got shot. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, that was uh, he won that fight, and then he did he fight Shale right after that, right in the rematch, or there was a fight in between uh, after the. I yeah, can't. I want to say there were some fights in between because I know because I know because I think he might have fought Yushin Okami and then Shale again. Yep, he fought. Yeah, he fought okay, Shale's friend right. yeah. Yushin Okami. Yeah, yeah. who like came down him, and yeah. I thought I was like, okay, Yushin Okami's gonna get his hands on him and out grapple him, and he just fucking. Because remember the, the when they fought in the championship. It was actually a rematch because because he hit him with that up kick exactly back in, in a, a rumble. Like, uh, no, I in think a, it was Rage Cage in yeah. Britain. Yeah, it was. In, I thought it was UK. in Hawaii. No, was it Rumble? It might. It might have been. No, I think you're thinking of when uh, good old Sensei Shields fought Yushin Okami and Rumble oh. on the Ridge. Yeah, Ender, look that up. I'm on it. Don't worry. Yeah. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, but yeah, Sensei and- Shields. <laughs> What's the promotion you think it is? Rumble. Rumble. Uh, just just look. Just look up. Uh, <laughs> just look up Anderson Silva. You should know. Call me one. One. Yeah. Pull that shit up. But uh, oh man. But speaking of those Hawaii fights, that remember uh, the those are great. Like that was like BJ Penn, like brothers promotion, like back in the day. Yeah, those, dude. Those were some great fights. Remember? Well, speaking of Gomi, remember when Penn fought Gomi? That 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 was a bloody fight. <laughs> yeah. From there. Yeah. Penn was amazing, dude. Yeah. It's sad to see kind of the stuff he's been going through oh for it's sure like man it's been rough getting rolled in bar fights and yeah. just like or like in parking lots parking yeah. lots yeah. yeah not a good look yeah yeah it's like for some of these guys man it's like what do they do well like, that's the thing because like fighting is their life so once it's not making the money anymore it's like what do i do <laughs> like what, and what that's the whole thing about yeah. like okay the outsider it's like yeah if you make your living fighting it's extremely niche and rare you know you got to be a different type of oh, person. I got it. Oh, you got so, it. So Anderson was disqualified in up in two thousand six for the upkick on Rumble on the Rock. Rumble on the Rock. Rumble on the Rock. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rumble on the Rock. Reportedly, he doesn't consider it a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Raymond Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> so, is hey, this when, is this when they talk about the um. Yeah, in this episode they talk about the Fox deal. The Fox deal, yeah. yeah. Right, where they talk yeah. about the UFC needed to get uh, three things to make it legitimate, which was uh, an access or a cable television deal. Yeah, they needed one. to have drug yeah. testing and yeah. they needed sponsorship. Yeah. And those were the th- three things they secured to make the sport legitimate. Hmm. Okay. UFC yeah. on Fox. And then what did you see though? You what saw you, it, you saw an in- yeah, what did you see? You saw an increase <laughs> In shows that were being uh, put together a year. So with that, you opened up how many fighters um, were actually on the roster. Because of that, the, the need to fill the demand for more shows, they opened up the roster to more fighters. I oh, know for sure. They saturated the market. Saturated the market. But they undermined the fighters' ability to secure 
payment by doing the fucking Reebok. Oh, man, that Reebok, that just, man. Yeah. yeah. That was awful for uh, the fighters. Yes. It's just, they all started to, like, look the same. I liked all the, like, custom sponsorships they had it on was, the short. That's an important yeah, point. Ender, it all started looking yeah. the same. Yeah. Yes. This and, will happen to everything you love. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit. Nothing you love will remain untouched. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, it sucks seeing that. And, that. and that was when it's, like, yeah, in, in their need to make it, like, a legitimate sport, it slowly becomes, like, a business, Everything. yeah, yeah, right. I want my shorts to have Condom Depot. I, yeah, and extend. Hey, bro, but when there was Condom Depot, they were getting paid more for that, even though it was fucking tacky. But when you go mainstream, you can't have Condom Depot I'm, on I'm, your fucking shorts. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Everyone needs condoms. I, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, do you think anyone went to Condom Depot when they saw that? They're like, I mean, they just watched like Pete Sell just uppercut some fucking poor schlub, and they're like, hey, damn, I need Condom Depot's on that guy's ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. going Google that real quick. No, but I like Condom Depot, and then my favorite was like on the front of shorts extends. Yes, and it just goes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, what were we? Let's take a trip down memory lane. Oh, what God. were some of those sponsors? Tap out, yeah. Condom Depot, Warrior, yeah. Warrior. Yeah, um, I loved. Oh, uh, uh, Rich, Rich's company, like Real American Fighter, something like Real that. American Fighter. Real American <laughs> Fighter. Can we bring that shit back? Real American, Real American Fighter. <laughs> Tim Sylvia, dude. Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia. Oh, Let's not God. get into him. Oh, oh boy. shit. There Do you was know Tim the Sylvia? dude. The I don't have only like stories. I haven't him. watched a fight. Oh man. I just know he's fucking crazy. Well, well, yeah. I, I don't know if I call him crazy. Well, just crazy. an extremely yeah. tall individual, gangly, just doesn't look coordinated. But the fuck sto- it. The story I always think about Tim Sylvia is how he had sex with the heavyweight belt on. <laughs> That's what I meant by crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he had the mutton chop. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. He's like, yeah, I've seen that picture. coming for y'all with the mutton. With the mutton. He had those battles with Andre Arlovsky. Yes. They, yeah, they fought four times. Mm. The last one was in one. Dude, Andre had those fucking leg locks, bro. I remember when he, the second one, he dropped him with that. Uh... I think that was their first one, I want to say. Well, no, he beat him with the leg lock. And then yeah. in the rematch, he drops him in the first yeah. round with a vicious right hand. Yeah. And then fucking Tim survives and hits him with a weird sideways punch. Like, yeah. dang it! <laughs> Just well, lost his chin, six, dude. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess all your punches are weird at that size. <laughs> but there was a... Yeah, I'm trying to think of other sponsors. What was but... the one? Was it Bad Boy where they put like yeah, eyeballs, eyeballs on their asses? On it. Yes, it... yes, yes. Yeah, dude. I, like I have a pair one. of Bad Boy shorts that I fought in. Yeah. No, Young yeah. seriously? Yeah, yeah. You must have been like three years old. Probably. Probably. Bold of you to assume I was born. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then like, what were other fucking spots? Spike TV was one, obviously in the beginning. Core nuts, core to the core. <laughs> like what? Think about some of the fucking like commercials. Oh, M- Mickey's beer. <laughs> fucking Mickey. Right. Let me break. Let me break Mickey's down to you. Mickey's I don't know is, this one. Mickey's is straight corner store gut rot beer. Like sixteen ounce cans, forty ounce bottles. Like it's just like gross, <laughs> nasty beer that. You just go to 7-Eleven and get it, get fucked up. I mean, right. it's not a company anymore, but I remember when I saw Mickey's on there and I was like, yeah, Mickey's is getting real legit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like this. 
sport needs to clean itself right oh mickey's oh yeah yeah, let's get it no mickey's is like what the characters in it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah oh sure that's the kind of beer they're drinking like yeah mickey's bro it's a classy it's a classy (laughs) people are drinking mickey's out of wine glasses oh i love ufc it's so great how's the stock market doing today no bro oh boy the Uh, sponsor they really needed was zion no they did have still no they they did yeah yeah dude zion's was a Dude, official Z- UFC yeah. sponsor. No, no, ba- uh, yeah, back in the jeez, yeah, like back in like the. Dead. I thought it was just Chuck Liddell that had that deal. No, no, the no, UFC no, no. as a whole had it. No, the UFC as a oh, whole. Like, it was in the yeah. center. Remember Matt Hughes, Rich. The, so. Just so some like, context. It was in the center of the ring, remember that? It was, dude. The, the can! Yeah, the, the fucking can, can. Exactly. The can of Zions. So there were like yeah. the, the really popular fighters in UFC for a while and champions. It was Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell. It went Rich Franklin, then Tim Sylvie. They were all sponsored by Good Zion. old country breakfast. Who was the lightweight champion at that uh, it, that reign? I don't think so, because remember, that was when they, they took out the lightweight division, which is, oh, which is why yeah. BJ what? and the fight. Yes. Why would they, they do took, that? They took it out because it's boring and no one wants to see That's small stupid. people. No, no, no. That was legit the reason why they did it. Yeah. They oh, go, like, no one wants to see lightweights they fight. Need, if they're going to take out a division, they can take out heavyweight. Nope, nope. Well, dude, they've Maybe. always threatened the yeah. uh, lower weight classes, especially like flyweight. Dude. Yeah, no, no, there was a time when the UFC was just welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. It's still, <sighs> even now, with like the, you know, with the more shows they have in the ESPN deal and all that, it's like the flyweight division still doesn't get recognition, and I don't... No, but the fact that, you know, they, they destroyed the heavy, the, I mean, not the heavyweight, they destroyed the lightweight division mm-hmm. <laughs> is like so laughable because that's the most stacked division oh, yeah, in, the, absolutely. in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because most people are that way. Yeah, nah, if, you, if you don't have 155, you don't have like the Reina Khabib or like BJ Penn. You know, none of those guys. You you, you lose so much when you clip off base half of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. the better half, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. What a what what a silly time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, people but, like watching. Giant Brock Lesnar types. Good old x Like They want to watch gorillas. Like, yep. Get heavy yeah. knockouts. Shane Carwin putting hands on people. Damn, Shane Carwin, bro. With his ham for hands. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember when I thought he was going to beat Brock, and Brock was like, no, no. And got him in that fucking head and arm, dude. <laughs> yeah. Then, the, then Kane came. Yep. Mm. The first big fight on Fox actually was Kane, Kane versus JDS. JDS. Yep. And it was over hell of a It was like 64 seconds, like, what? right? Yeah. All the in- yeah. fucking board members like, Dana, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like, this is going to be a nice, like long, exciting 25-minute fight. Bam. There'll be so much back and forth. Pop! Oh, man. It's over, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And they had a whole hour. They're yeah. Like, oh, um, shit. Well, uh, I guess we'll play I it guess, again. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta fill this. For- we'll just play this for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird time. What a, what a time to be alive. Mm. Yeah. Yep. No, I remember that. Yeah, you That fight Fox. was supposed to be huge. It was supposed to be huge. I mean, it was awesome watching yeah. that, watching JD. But... So then when there's drug testing, like, that was an interesting term because USADA became established with the UFC. And then you saw, like, more people popping. Yeah, for sure. For, for, in, based on what I know, it was more for, like, the recovery aspect. Is people using I, yeah, steroids? To just... Yeah. What, what, what's your What's your thoughts on that, Scott? On the that's whole such drug a testing that's thing. such a big conversation because no, it's like it? yeah. no, I know, I know, because it's like ethically, I think we have, and just being like a 
athlete and you know having been a fighter there's always been like this morality where it's like you know you want everyone to have to be clean even though most people take supplements it doesn't mean each most athletes take performance enhancing drugs but if you're in the game long enough you know who has them and yeah you know how to get access to them yeah. um and i remember i was told like that in the ufc a lot of people were using them i was oh, yeah. told like about that and then for it to be mentioned in this documentary i was like oh there it is it's confirmed 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 yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of people are using uh athletes are using performance enhancing drugs um they're using the uh essentially they're doing blood doping mm-hmm. and uh, for me i i don't know how i feel about it because if the athletes are going to do it anyway you might as well allow everybody to use the recovery just use the supplements then yeah because yeah. it doesn't matter when you get to these like high levels of competition i know dj and like khabib there, there's there's guys that aren't going to utilize it yeah but that's because they don't need to yeah they don't and so the argument is like well if your body can't keep up with the training maybe you need to step down or what have you but i think if you just legalize it i mean then there you go and yeah. and, 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 see, and see what happens and um you can let people determine whether they want to do it or not and then you also because it's their health they're already risking yeah. and then what you should do is you should have if uh, one of your the people you're fighting is using a particular performance enhancing drug it should be disclosed to the opponent yeah oh yeah he's using epos or this do you want to take this fight and it's like no or whatever you know but i mean it's also interesting because i wonder it accessible to everybody yeah well yeah because i wonder if like these quote-unquote clean athletes like um i wonder if they would if it was all legal maybe they would utilize something for recovery if the yeah. stigma's gone yeah if the stigma's gone and then because you know what was the point of this medicine anyway it was to increase it was to you know increase your life quality like from there and exactly. then, I mean, yeah, it's getting used in this kind of sense, but then, like, okay, why does it have to be used in these, like, backwater kind of things or, like, you know, seedy kind of areas? It's kind of like what if, and I mean, I don't smoke weed, but it's like back when, like, that was illegal. That was, like, so, that was like, wow. And people why, why found a that? way. Yeah, people, people found a way. Found so, way. what was the fucking point of making it illegal? Oregon just legalized yeah. all drugs, bro. Yeah. Let's go, Ender! <laughs> we go into Oregon, <laughs> baby! Woohoo! Philosophy Portland. Here we go. Oh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to launch our, our podcast, dude. With a little bit not of just, Not just patience yeah. and yeah. dedication and consistency, but getting Ender, lit, getting Ender lit as fuck and then just having an episode where he just reads philosophy oh, comments God. on it. We're going to have you read Das Capital no, by Mark. No, he's just using pickup lines on me. Yeah. Be Man, I don't know what the fuck Socrates was talking about. This is yeah. bullshit. Socrates, <laughs> that motherfucker didn't yeah. know about life. Yeah. We're just going to write down quotes from Ender for like a week straight. <laughs> so like, this man's a genius. God dang. This man's a genius. Don't want to study. Yeah, so I mean, so dude, that that's my take. Like, I think about my uh, career and like, I never wanted like access to performance enhancing drugs, but I was injury prone. Yes, for sure, and that shortened my career. No, 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 and, no, for sure. Because my body, my body, couldn't keep up with the training, and also that like that. it's a ridiculous volume of training. Mm. It's, I mean, they mentioned that in the uh, in the documentary as well. It's like, oh man, these people are expected to do superhuman things. So why wouldn't they? Dude, you know what's so funny about that? Yeah. I remember I sparred Gabe after. 
Yeah. Uh, or before I watched this documentary, and it was yeah. when I had come back and I was just getting in shape. And yeah. we did like, I did a round with him, and yeah. then I did a round with Jacob, and then I did a round with him again. Yeah. And they were all five minute rounds. I just remember after going with him, I was I just looked at him. I was like, dude, humans aren't meant to fucking fight for fifteen minutes. Yes. Like this isn't. And then I thought about like when I even when I was and when I was in the best shape, I was able to go through those rounds. And and you know what it's like, but it's just so much on your body. It's yeah, it's you're redlining your body, for sure. Yeah, and then you for sure. And and then you think about fucking pay, where it's like you're doing like fucking 12, 13 weeks of that. Yeah. And then if you get your first pro fight's probably going to be a thousand dollars. I know, right? And, and or and, maybe less. Yeah. Oh man, exactly. For, it's for year, years, years of work, and then also 12 weeks of work where you have to buy your food. And you know what's even crazier? If you're working your way up to the higher level, you're probably working another job. Mm. So you're training like a professional athlete already to become a professional athlete. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Even it's... So you're training like a professional as an amateur, and you're working another job to sustain yourself. Which cuts into it's the reason I left like public schools. It took out so much time that I could couldn't train. And, and it, but it's crazy because there's real unless you're you have some material support, there's really yeah. no way to do it. Demetrius talks about that where he was, he did that grind for a long time until he got his break. When he fought Dominic Cruz, he was working at Caristar still. Yeah, mm. a forty hour <laughs> job. Forty hour. And, and and I did that too, and a lot of guys do that, and then you get into the UFC and. They don't consider your, and they mentioned this in the documentary, they don't consider all the work you did up until, let's talk about just labor. You're putting in labor for this this sport, for this company. For the better part of a decade, for, or more than a decade. If, you're, if the fight goes the distance 15 minutes, or if you finish early, maybe less than that, sure. or, or certainly less than that, mm-hmm. and then they pay you, what were they talking about, some of the pay days uh, were for like the low level, level fighters, like 20 20, 20 I think even less up, man I've like seen 15, 8 and 8 8? yeah 8 oh. still 8 and 8 yeah and I liked what uh, Biederman said he was like you know if you're an idiot you'll say that's for 15 minutes of work no yeah that's the if, if we're looking at idiot, it as labor yeah, yeah. It's, it's, for it's 10 years of work yeah. it's that yes it's that and then it's also just that training camp too All and then the sacrifice of time I think people would be more outraged if like you found out if NFL players got paid like $8,000 like oh they would I mean and people would be like why is that a thing well it's also just because there's no unions we always yeah that's where it goes dude sure it goes to that and and again at the beginning of the documentary you know fighting's the it's a history of exploitation you know Mm -hmm. oh for sure and that uh that's crazy that's crazy to think that, um, you know, those lower tier guys are getting paid that. And then there's that documentary, The Hurt Business, which we, I wish we would have watched that as a suppl- supplementary. Damn, you guys didn't tell me like. You should watch, Ender, you should watch that. Bro. Right. It's like. What's it called? Shout it out. The Hurt Business. Hurt Business. I okay. think it's on Netflix, isn't it? John Jones is in a part of it. <laughs> you mean the number one pound for pound fighter? <laughs> <laughs> Number one power for round player John Jones is in that. Oh but, God! Um, the hurt business. We'll we'll watch that later. Anyway. All right. Yeah. But um. But yeah, yeah, I mean that that's 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 the reality, and I, I remember going through that, and like you know, I learned a lot about the limits. You know, I 
like have, the elements of the human body, which is dude, cause yeah, I would like I remember I called Joel Ridzag, Ben Wada, because I I would have to have my sparring sessions, and so I always worked on Saturdays at Bo's from two to like nine. Yeah, so you needed us to come in early. I yeah, you came in too. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be doing these full on sparring sessions, and I couldn't rest. I yeah. had to go. Yeah. And make my fucking rent. Yep. I remember just going in there, dude, and I'd have like scars on my fucking scars on my face, or I'd be limping and shit, and I just yeah. like sigh because then I got to turn it on again and work with customers, and I just remember being like, "This is just so bizarre." Like I'm fighting, and I want to fight for a career, and this is what I have to do. Yeah, but I mean, if you people, if you if NFL players had to work a second job, most NFL players didn't. Yeah, but if if they did, you'd hear public outrage. Oh, you like, would. No, you ridiculous. No. No, you would too. And it's yeah, back in the seventies, they used to. Oh, yeah. 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 Before they different. had good contracts, yeah, they were like used car salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> no, it's yeah. No, it's so true. How degr- like early football was a mess. Yeah, yeah. dude, boy. <laughs> oh man, you see that? That guy sold me my car. <laughs> I wish I would have got this. Uh... Smoking cigarettes on the bench. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what a different time. <laughs> But you you look at who who's really made off um, in the UFC, and it's not the it's some of the fighters. It's well, it's not even, not even some, like, like a few, like marginal, a handful, and it's the private equity firms. Less than firms. ten, you can I would count say. them on your fingers. Less than ten. Yeah. It's the private equity firms. One of which was the uh, was owned by the owner of Dell is Dana White. It's the Fertitas. It's those companies that have made a killing on the sport. Well, in in their what is their, what's the means of production in the UFC? It's human body. I mean, it's it's, it's like a circus. Mm-hmm. An, well, they're like circus animals. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I dude. mean, they look cool in front of the audience, but you don't get to watch behind the scenes as no. they're used and abused. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And that's like the other thing about how the UFC has marketed itself. There's never been this like mechanism. Well, I take that back. Like, thanks to Ariel Hawani and, like, SB Nation. Mm. And uh, Jordan... What's his last name? Jordan Breen? Jordan Breen. Like, those guys have turned, like, a critical eye to the UFC. But uh, and, like, Luke Thomas and them. Yeah. Luke Thomas. There was a yeah, time yeah. when no one questioned it. Yeah, and the UFC didn't show... Like, it was just like, okay, this... Like, that's why I loathe the Ultimate Fighter now. Because it's like, if you didn't do, the, do it the way the UFC did it, you don't want to be a fighter. Or you're not a good fighter. Or so you want to be a fucking... Fine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and the things that made those like ten or so peop ten or so fighters as lucrative as they were, I mean, of course, their merit as a fighter was a big part of it. For sure. But I mean, it was the other stuff too. It was the sponsorship deals. It was the way ability to draw in a crowd. Yeah. Which to be the spectacle. Yes. And then, dude, Forrest that became the. Go. This priority. is going back to the other episode. Do it. Remember, they said Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner thought they were fighting for like a six-figure contract. Six-figure contract, but they weren't. They weren't. Well, it's a six-figure, but disclaimer: <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. really. Oh, we won't give it all to you. Oh, but... oh, oh! You thought you were getting all six figures? Oh, that's weird. You'll get it. What eventually. made you think that? Whoa, 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 whoa! Idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. now, now I think we're just based on the natural flow of our thoughts. We're getting into the last episode. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, well, back to which I definitely think, haven't been watching while you guys are having this conversation. No, no, definitely. Are you? Not. Are you watching? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's definitely. He's definitely not watching. That's, That's what he's saying. What, what do you think about performance enhancing drugs, though? Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. 
man, Yakuza had it right. Yeah. All the <laughs> drugs, weight classes are meaningless. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in actuality, um, I do think it is, I do, I'm scared it would devolve into just, guys, who can juice more? I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want it sure. to just be a war of who can do more drugs. But I do think it is, I think there should be a longer leash on it. Because, I mean, these guys are going through hell. I mean, with the UFC and how bad, like, weight cutting is. You see Damn. these guys hospitalizing themselves. I know, dude. If they could recover faster, that could save them. Or, if, again, if weight cutting practices were better, I just... Dude, I have to... Oh, I was going to rant. Go ahead, Ender. Or you're going to rant by, I... like, yeah, uh, weight rant. cutting? Yeah, rant. Yeah, I'm like, I have to remember that, dude. Like, when times get tough, it's like I sat in a fucking sauna with a sauna suit on and dropped, like, 15 to 20 no pounds one thinks in a that, fucking day. And that's crazy. But I think if if the weight-cutting principles could be better, if the if fighters were allowed to, like, try and recover more efficiently with the tools that are available to them, I mean, I think it would produce better fighters. Right. Again, I but I still think there should be some limit because I don't want I don't want a competition based solely on who's on more steroids. And Pride kind of turned into that, dude. <laughs> it was you know? hilarious. Like Kevin Randleman, one of my favorite fighters as well, just fucking that guy was juiced to the gills, bro. <laughs> oh, man, or Vanderlei? Oh, yeah, oh, God. dude, Vanderlei, like back 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 in like yeah, back That's... in Pride. Yeah, oh, especially yeah. when he, he was, was a heavyweight. Just like, oh man. Dude, I'm... I wish Vanderlei and Kevin Randleman would have fought at their prime. Oh man. That would have been a war. But, um. Yeah, I, man, bring on the steroids. I just think yeah. as a concept, uh, caring for the fighters should be a bigger priority. Yeah. Again, like, I would hope that a circus would take care of their tigers, but yeah. they don't. Where I are you? Saw a, tiger hey, King. where are you, some goddamn <laughs> communists? Yeah. <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> oh god. No, I mean, yeah, dude. It's uh... just—they're your product. I mean, if you treat them like crap, the sad thing is, I think they're treated poorly. But there's nothing the fighter can do about it. Well, you know what, Ender? Like when you go and look at, um, like, some there's been a lot of like scholarly articles written about the UFC. There hasn't been a, a whole lot of like socio sociological. Um, investigation there's been some but you gotta get on it scott <laughs> if i could get some grants i would um but when they when these uh academics are like you know i would you know our soci- sociologists are trying to do these sure. studies and they've reached out to ufc fighters like you know the most of the fighters have not all of them have decided to remain anonymous and they pretty much said that the ufc has them by the balls that's why they don't want to speak out. Yeah, it's they don't want to say anything. Scary. They don't want to talk about unionizing. It's like the UFC holds the power. I mean, they were built on the mafia. <laughs> yeah, and um, but you know, we see in the last episode where they, like, obviously, if Dana looks at an athlete favorably, they're really allowed to like be quote unquote create their own image. Yeah, like you see that they're with allowed Connor. to express their own themselves. image to make us money. Yes. Yeah, like with Connor, um, or Ronda as well, or Ronda, right? Which they mentioned, they mentioned that like you know Dana liked loved Ronda, and so then they created the women's division, which was great for the sport. It was amazing. Yes, that was one of the best moves they could have made. Exactly, but it was definitely not for you know equal rights. No, it was was for money. money. (laughs) Yeah, and Ronda was killing it, dude. That was you know she was fucking unstoppable, and then. 
she got caught up in Hollywood, and I think she lost her focus. And um, thought she was really good at boxing. Well, that was it too. Like life came at her, dude. I I feel so bad because she's fast. Yes, she's such a monster. But I watch her shadow box, and I'm always like, I it's. Not her strength. No, but she can judo throw the fuck out of you. Oh my god! Arm, I didn't... I've have you seen any of her like instructional videos? Like, Just do this. Well, yeah. it is like yes. that. She's like, okay, yes. so you get this grip here and this grip here, and then, and then she just they're down. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like this guy's gonna like snap in half. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't, isn't it mainly like that small kid? That... I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's like now, but well, I watched a couple of those. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no, but but it's like a, yeah, it's like a teen. It was like like a just getting like some fifteen year old guy just getting. Just Right. Yeah. yeah, no, because I think that guy ended up becoming um, uh, the middleweight that's in the UFC now. That, oh, shit. that Edmund trains. Oh, he just fought Edmund. Derek. Brunson. He fought Derek Brunson. I mean, he lost to Brunson, but hey, he's good. He is yeah. good, dude. Well, Brunson I mean... got him with the Brunson. Yeah, he got Brunson. Yeah, kid, wherever you are, you got Brunson. <laughs> good old American wrestling. Yeah, so that's the. Uh, testing and then that's when they started talking about john jones mm. you know john and, jones <laughs> yeah man what'd you guys think about that like portion uh, that how, good christian boy <laughs> <laughs> what'd you guys think about that portion of the well, last think, episode well i think the biggest thing about john number one pound for pound fighter no. is that <laughs> i'm telling you bro he's up he, there he, oh no definitely man i definitely think john jones is the number one pound for pound fighter but, I mean, just look at his accomplishments, but he is very much a fringe outsider, you mm. know, in terms of just he's a classic, uh, even though he is like what you what we call modern MMA. I remember when he came up on the scene, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then what he did to Stefan Bonner with a spinning back elbow. You yeah. remember, remember that shit? Man. And then like just looking at him, I was like, because, well, yeah, he does have some freaky attributes, but he doesn't look like scary essentially you, no you know you know what i mean but um yeah was a middle child uh between like two nfl behemoths both his yeah. both his brothers were are freak oh, athletes yeah. yeah like his uh um, is it arthur and then champ uh, yeah chandler's the younger chandler one and, and arthur is the older one yeah. yeah arthur was a defensive tackle chandler's still a defensive uh, still What's up? Is he still playing? No, Arthur's not playing. Chandler's still playing. That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chandler's still playing because he's on the Cardinals. But uh, he's a yeah, he's a defensive end slash linebacker. But yeah, the yeah he was six four. I mean, he was tall, but he was skinny. Like not like you know not not that big. And then was in wrestling. Oh, actually, he was supposed to go to some. I forget what D one program was supposed to go, but he didn't have good enough grades. So he ended up going to yeah, like a JUCO fine. school. Like from there. And where he was roommates with Colby Covington. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. We're not going to give that guy too much fucking time. Nope. On but um, yeah. And then he ends up you know, getting his girlfriend pregnant, needing money. And then what does he get into? Like, I need to make money right now. Dude, he what did can security at yeah. fucking Lockheed Martin. Yeah. The weapons manufacturer. Right. Oh, well, yeah. My fiance's dad works, works for him. Oh, yeah. Lockheed Martin. There's some creepy shit. <laughs> yeah, but maybe let's not talk about that on the podcast. Nope, say no. Let's talk about that, me and you, at yeah, some point. Right, right, right. Yeah, Super and, soldiers. Wait, and, yeah. Then, and then he was a uh, bouncer. Yep. And then how did he end up in Albuquerque, though, dude? Oh no, no, because he was because uh, yeah, he's from uh, he's from upstate New York, yeah. Ithaca. 
right? Uh, no, not not Ithaca, but it's it's near. It's it's that area. Oh, okay. what, what was it? Uh, Rochester, okay. something, something like that. But um, yeah, man. And then he, uh, yeah, it was just was just part of that there. But he was just in like some small gym. <laughs> but he was just a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. That I, well, I feel like he would just do good wherever he ended up. Mm. But man, what a. What, what he won the belt when he was like 22 23 like super young and then yeah all, all that fame all that fame just went yeah, too and, fast yeah and what do you guys think about like the argument that's made in the documentary it just seems like they're saying John Jones had all these issues yeah but he wasn't uh supported in the way that like Connor was or it wasn't even like like Connor had all the fucking support of the UFC. That's not not a, not true. acknowledging his behavior. Yeah. But it was almost like when John got into all that shit with the drugs and the alcohol and just, you know, turns out he's an addict. He's yeah. just he's has yeah. which makes fucking sense to me. And so he the UFC kinda like portrays him as this bad guy or they don't do anything to really you know, That's I think Connor's allow, allow him to clean boy. up. Uh, yeah. yeah, allow him to clean up his image. Um, so it, it just seemed like there was a contrast there between like bit of okay. a double standard. I, I, I guess there's a little bit, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. But you can't argue that they've given John so many That's second, true. third, like fourth. Like, he pops chances. a lot. Like, yeah, I mean he's. There. Yeah, yeah, he's. Bru- he's been his own worst enemy, dude. For Absolutely. sure, time, sure. And time, time, and time and time again, and they, and they brought him back well, several times yeah. when they could have they could have just straight up banned him. Exactly, where, where it's been proven that the only thing that can stop John Jones is John has Jones. John Jones. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you see Connor doing like criminal shit, and they're yeah, they still love him. It's. I don't think they don't love John. Well, the, yeah, that's but, true. But he doesn't get as much love. I yeah. see what you guys are trying to say. But at the same point, there is a lot of leeway that John has gotten just because he is incredibly talented. Mm. And is yeah, but champion. the UFC yeah. never fucking used or did. No, no. Now I'm remembering like they allowed John to Cause like, they like, have re- the redemption story. It's like story. redemption story. Yeah. I remember and, that. Oh, damn, you messed up. Redemption story again. Ah, oh, dang it. Redemption like, story. John, again. we're trying to what redeem you. What is he gonna you? do to Stop fuck this up? Yeah, I remember yeah. that from exactly, <laughs> and that, that was one of the promos they used. What's he gonna? What are you gonna do, John? Or it's like, like God damn it, John, we're trying to redeem you. <laughs> I beat you off a week of partying and cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One classic John That's Jones. One hell of a weekend for a millionaire junkie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, then it's you're like... You're just saying blasting hookers, John. Oh, I remember Dude, that. And they were just talking shit. Remember yeah. when they were like... God, they off, they thought they were other. off air. Yeah. And John's like... I will literally he's like, you, Daniel. You there, pussy? He's like... <laughs> you there, pussy? Hey, pussy, you still there? He's like, I will walk up to your wife and grab her ass. And there's nothing you can fucking do. They were bitch. so weird. It's just like two high school kids. Yeah. yeah you little fucking pussy ass bitch. I was like, oh, wow, guys. Smell like bitch in here. It's like, smell these, like bitch in here. These are the... The top fighters <laughs> in the UFC right now. Oh, okay. He's like, you smell like bitch, and if you don't like it, I kill your ass. Yeah, like, bitch. Uh, yeah. That's right. Like, oh, that oh. might be. So it. then, yeah, you have you have that feud between. Well, John just dominates the division, goes through like all the top guys. You know, stiff competition for sure. And then beats Cormier, and then. Uh, yeah, I mean he uh, 
He fucked up a lot. He fucked a up lot. <laughs> but also, I mean, I, I, you know, he's a very interesting person. Absolutely. I think he, I think he fits well, into that. You know, he has that narrow mindedness and that like awkwardness of someone that's just like really good at something, almost like a. Uh, he's what, like a high performer. Yeah. What he, did they say? Like he's a savant. Yeah. yeah. So like a, that's yeah, the word. Like, yeah. And there's other jur- there's a journalist who went and met him in Albuquerque and like kicked it with him for a week, mm-hmm. and he just said the same thing. It's like he's very like narrow in how he just looks at things, and um, not that he's not intelligent, but just like like you know how when you hang around fighters, you just he, see it. You see, there's you know like what this, about. there's this intensity that isn't accepted in other realms. Sure. It's just absolutely kind of weird. Oh yeah, I think deal. he's just one of those sociopathic uh, high achievers. You know, in, in yeah, that kind could of be. Way, you know, in in that kind of realm, mm. like from there. But um, yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Do they get into like the women's division stuff later on in the episode? Yeah, they talk I'm, like, about get, the women's. I'm getting there. I mean, now. he's saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, you know, hypothetically. If I were yeah. to watch it yeah, up yeah. until I, this yeah. is a that's about where I'd be. Yeah. At. Well, they, yeah, they just talk. They briefly talk about it, and then they get into the um. Just Connor. They talk about Connor at the tail end. Yep. Red panty night. (laughs) Yeah, man. And yeah, I just I was watching that dude, and I'm like, man, Connor really like became this. He went crazy. Played out. Remember when Connor Connor was on the come up, man? (laughs) Fifty G's, baby. Yeah, I remember when Joel showed me him. Uh. 2013 was like man this guy has so much charisma and like he's really you showed me him too i showed you yeah because I, yeah, I, I showed him to you guys and joe i'm like check out when he beat marcus brimage yeah i was like look at this fucking guy this guy's good yeah. dude yeah and they're yeah. like i wonder what will happen oh boy <laughs> yeah. yeah dude yeah man dude uh i i remember that because i know my um i well i mean surprise surprise i was very name of but i had because i had friends that were also like very into MMA mm-hmm. like uh yeah they would be like yeah man this guy's coming in from like the Europe scene he could be really good I'm like who the fuck is Conor McGregor <laughs> who the <laughs> fuck is this guy like some Europeans gonna do well in MMA that hasn't happened oh shit <laughs> there he yeah. goes and there it went and he yep. did man and mm. uh you know he um make these predictions and then he'd fucking it'd come true and yeah. he backed up what he said and then he he was allowed all the fucking wiggle room hmm. to say really harsh and disrespectful shit that if Made it was money. If, if it was in another sport he would, would definitely be fucking sued. Like what he said to uh, Rafael dos Anjos about how he would like fucking hop on a horse and ride through his favela on horseback and kill every man, woman, and child that's not fit to live. Like that shit's fucking crazy, dude. Made money though. Yeah, but so they're giving they're giving him freedom. Yeah, right? it's ridiculous. And so he's putting you know asses in the seats. Um, uh, the pay per view buys are skyrocketing. You see like that second, the first and second fight with Nate, and it, it's all that same shit. And they just allow him to continue to act this way, get in trouble, and then what what ends up happening is you know that fight with Khabib in twenty eighteen yeah. where there's like immediate and serious consequences for what they've allowed him to do and then they act like surprised it's like what but but in, but in that fight and like remember Fighting. well re- 
and which was you know the conflict's cool and it it it, it creates a drama and we love stories you know and I have a question for you, Scott. Mm-hmm. What's worse, the crazy shit that Connor says and does, or the fact that most people, it got asses in seats, that people responded to it? I mean, it's like back to an earlier episode of Pancreation Philosophy, back, you know, action genes and assholes. Yeah. You know? Sometimes being an asshole gets you farther. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that, Ender, because, like, I, I remember when the Khabib and Connor fight was set, and my cousin was thought I was I wanted Connor to win. He was just like, oh, man, you know, you're Irish, bro, fucking Connor all the way. And I was like, I don't want him to win. I want Khabib to fucking smash him. Mm. Because people, like, they see that so- someone act like that with the confidence and the bravado and then all the shit that comes with that the yeah. flaunting the money and they're like you know this is what a man is and this is what it means to be tough and yeah. they and they, they you see, see this watch three people died making this watch right which is a great fucking line yes. <laughs> oh my God. but then you know and, and I like the story of him, him being on social security and then he's like I don't need it anymore I'll tell him to fuck off but then he becomes this guy who's just like saying all this crazy shit and um, yeah, I mean, people either wanted to see him get knocked the fuck out, or mm. they wanted to see him win. And they did that. Look, they did the same thing with Ali. Sure. To be to of be fair, but this I, has been a thing for a long but time. Ali was like of the people, though. Yes. He he was outspoken. He was political, and he stood for something. I Connor to me is literally just like this hollow figure that became just a brand. He just mm. became a commodity. And now he's like... A ho- proper brand, if you will. No, and that's it. So I'm like, he doesn't say shit about shit. He made all his money, and he did. And he doesn't... For what I see, he doesn't stand for anything. He just is. And Except he, proper 12. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and then even... Uh, then you get into, like, okay, how does he get the fight with Floyd? The same thing. I dare you to go back and watch the uh, the hype. The, the lead up to it? And not cringe. Oh man, that's another thing I gotta hypothetically watch. Dude, it's so... Just watching Floyd and Connor go back and forth and just this like charade and... I'm not gonna lie, dude. That's another time I got hustled. So I got hustled by Zions. <laughs> and, then, and then I got... I, can't, I was sitting there and you know I had some extra money and the fight was on Saturday and I was like... I'm... I, <laughs> Oh, I know, dude. I was sitting there. I was like, he might land that fucking left. <laughs> I was like, that man might land that left. So why why was I drawn to it? And why were a lot of people drawn to it? Because it's like, okay, here's another transcendent moment. It's the MMA fighter versus the boxer, and can the MMA fighter beat him at his own game? Hmm. Wow, like this is super niche, and it, it, it's we're, we're drawn to it. And then I what like happens? That. But then what happens? Uh, as expected. Oh, the boxer beat... What? Yeah, the boxer boxing. beat the MMA fight. Then they say that in the documentary, and that's yeah. exactly how I felt, and then things went on as usual. And, yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, in the, the with Khabib, man, the UFC tried to act... You know, the response from Dana and the brass is like, they were trying to be, okay, you know, we're this respectable sport, and a lot this is a lot of you guys' first time here, and we're sorry that this is what you had to experience... But it's like th- that is the immediate consequences of your own actions mm. because you you wanted to make sure that this thing turned into this big story and that people got super pissed and you completely underestimated what it meant for Conor McGregor to make personal 
digs about Khabib's father and then call his the Dagestani people rats, what whatever, and then talk about the Chechen conflict and bring in all this really like sh- this shit that just hits really deep. And then have these guys who have lived in the mountains of Dagestan for generations that go to war over slights like that. Like now they're in the audience and now they're all in Khabib's corner and then Khabib wins and then what do you think's gonna happen? You think he he has a man and someone who represents his culture and his religion is just gonna let that shit fucking slide? And that's yeah. not what happened. Ice cream social. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what they wanted it to be, but yeah. but I mean, and and it it blew up, and and then the UFC, you know, Dana tried to act like, oh, it's not, that's not what the UFC is, but it's like, no, that's it, that's you, exactly what it you is. let this guy just fucking run around and be a fucking complete ass, he, and and there this it is, is. What happens? Yeah, and and they they talk. I don't want to get. Sometimes these things happen in MMA. Yeah, you know, like the strike force brawl. Mm. Yeah, they do, and like, but it's interesting that when they talk about Trump too, because it's because they they talk about Trump after Trump, the, the guy who revitalized the UFC. He did. Mm. Um, but they talk about Trump as this. He made it great again. <laughs> he will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's. I'm worried about the next couple weeks. He's not going to fucking go down without a fight. But um, Trump's interesting because he did come out of the political scene as someone who was not a quote-unquote politician. And he completely stepped on the respectability politics that politicians had between right. each other. And that, if you don't respect that about Trump, yeah. I, I don't know what to say to you. Because like if the McGregor won the Mayweather fight. Yeah. Exactly. So he exactly that's the in there that's that a great way to put it. <laughs> no, because because yeah. he he comes like, on. There's no fucking way he's gonna win. Holy dude, shit, dude! He comes into the yeah. GOP debates yeah. and he's like fucking <laughs> shitting on Ted Cruz. He's like, oh yeah, you used to give me money and donate to my campaign. Oh yeah, Marco Rubio, you're saying all this shit about me as a politician, but you know what? Uh, you have my book, and I remember I signed it for you. And he's just calling all these people out, and then Je- just. Punks Jeb Bush, you're a loser. Your dad is a loser, and everyone in your family is a loser. And just this, this you know, breaks down our ideas of what a politician should be. And like because of that, it's like there's no way he could win. All his failed businesses, all like the fucking posturing, Trump University, the shit he did with the Central Park Nine, all the other shit, racist shit he did around like trying to get casinos that were being built blocked so it wouldn't interfere with his profits. Everyone knew this about this shit about Trump. Mm. It's like no way he's gonna and then he he wins. And some the some people voted for him because they hated the political establishment. It wasn't because everyone was racist. So there were some a lot of racists that voted for him though. <laughs> Yikes. But then what happens? They say in the documentary he governs like every other Republican. He doesn't do anything transcendent. He really doesn't challenge the establishment in the way they think he's going to be and shit's just back to normal and yeah. it's a great comparison to the in my mind the mayweather and mcgregor fight where it's like something big's happening here but then Is nothing big but then this nothing big happens change everything but then nothing big happens i mean you blow it up everyone starts to get rabid and then you look to yourself in the future in hindsight was it really worth getting rabid over you got damn right <laughs> But then I think... What the, if he lands that left, though? What if he lands that left? <laughs> what, and think about it. What if he wins? Yeah. yeah. But um, then I think the khabib Connor fight is like another moment that's I, redeeming for me in MMA because it's like, here's this guy, stoic, 
very humble beginnings, not flashy at all. Wrestled a bear. And then what is he what does he do to the golden boy, to the posture, to the the guy that just really shits on the rest of the world with how he lives and doesn't give him? Was that punches an old man in Dublin and then fucking throws a chair through a bus and then does Blind Ray Borg. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to him? Yeah. He gets absolutely wrecked. Yep. And then not on only does that happen, then Khabib turns his anger on the corner and mm. jumps into the fucking crowd <laughs> full eagle and yeah. kicks Dylan yeah. Dennis <laughs> making Drake flee. Yep. <laughs> For me and my values, there's nothing sweeter than that. And <laughs> there's that nothing that is that, what a what a beautiful moment. Cause at the end of the day, all the shit you put out there and you know you 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 want to be this you are successful, but this person that yeah. you're portraying, it's hollow. Right. And it'll get exposed at some point. Yeah. It'll be utterly exposed. before, And to have it exposed before the world. And then in the middle of the fight for him to go, it's just business. No, dog, the shit you said is not just business. The way you acted is not just business. You know, so. I think in a way, everybody went like full circle in that kind of way. Yeah. It's like, oh man, it's because they did all this time trying to dress up the UFC, get the sponsorship, get the network, make deal. it, get, yeah. portray the image that yeah. it's like this refined sport. It's a sport. nice, clean sport, but it's like, no, you put a dog in a suit, it's still a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. That, that scene, that's pretty much, that's. Back to the days of Brazilian ballet Tudo. Exactly. You know, where there's riots in the States. Well, it's great. Yeah. It's Gracie in the veneer in the capital versus yeah. uh, Luta Libre. Yeah. It's that again where it's like, it's not just like, I out, I beat you and I, you know, this is I owned person, you. It's this, fuck your lifestyle too. This is a feud. And fuck the lifestyle <laughs> you're promoting. Yeah. It's ideologies going up against each other. I mean, exactly. I also, I think... Chaos. Chaos. Personally, I do think it yeah. is possible for the UFC to grow into a more civilized, wholesome, refined sport, but not through like boring. Re- but it's not going to happen through like. But we don't. Re- but we don't. A part part of it is we don't want it to be. But at the same time, it's like where are the? For me, it's like where are the values and when when are you gonna when are you gonna step in and, and draw the line hmm. somewhere? And there's no way they would do that with Connor but- because it's like. Like I think uh, one did a better job of it. Like they, oh yeah, for sure. They were very clear about their mission statement, and I think overall it seems a lot less until we get there. Until we get there, <laughs> but yeah, it seemed a lot less crazy, and that shows that martial arts as a sport is capable of being, you know, like not insane. But in the end, I don't think it just felt like the UFC's efforts were very superficial like again they were trying to put a suit on a dog instead of teaching the dog some tricks but now it's also the 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 most chilling part of the documentary is like the very end everything you love shit is the the very part yeah it's that and then the cow the nate diaz cowboy fight like that as the ending analogy for like the you know the hollowed out how the sports like been hollowed out and and I feel that way too, and I, I I like the metric of like okay, there's less finishes now than there was in the past because people are getting more skilled, and um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But also to me, it, it since it's like ESPN, and now it's it seems like it's 
it's hard to find unique moments in in the sport where there you feel like there's something deeper that's out transcending it and that's why i can talk you see i can talk about the khabib and connor fight it's like well it's very unique or even the career of anderson silva um there's things there that are tra- transcendent and now it's just like swallowed up not nothing really stands out maybe is you nah, know there's still good stories out there yeah uh, what are you about to say izzy well yeah. yeah izzy i think izzy's a interesting case and in khabib and like this stuff with was going with what was going on with his father in the in those things um but it's it has changed significantly Oh no, for sure. It definitely changed from, you know, when we started fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother whole nother thing now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh damn, that is dark. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like in like, we can end off in that vein. Like what what is one thing that's missing from the sport that you would want like to bring back? I I mean I think the argument is that when when something um, turns into like a mechanism for profit generation, there's like so much that's lost, and this this happens to art, this happens to film and cult, culture in general, and like authenticity or like what what was the spirit of martial arts is gone in what we see in the UFC with the bravado, with the the shit talking and the the pro wrestling antics i think that's lost on a lot of people because if you go back to like why most people got into martial arts or like the discipline the the idea of like self-defense and how self-defense should be used to help communities and vulnerable people there's really no talk about any of that and so i, th- I think that is a is is lost for sure and so i, I would like to see a return to that but i don't think it's going to be through the ufc and i also don't think it's solely going to be done through like fighting for money i think the martial arts journey is far more broad than you know getting into it. and that's also what the ufc did and what professional sports does too is it makes you think your pinnacle is like stepping in to the ufc and getting paid and then that's your pinnacle as a martial artist i think your value as a martial artist is how you teach people the lessons you teach them, how you help them see the world, and how you empower them. That's the more important message is that right there and the sense of community that is built through MMA because nobody in fighting is successful without another person, even your opponent, when you you yeah. test your skills on them. So for you to sit there and shit on a person's culture yeah. just so you can up your pay grade, it speaks to broader society because we live in a society where if you shit on people and – you just focus on yourself and, and you, you just you do that just to exhaustion like that's the American way right. that's the capitalist way yeah and and you know I think that that's not why I did martial arts I did martial arts because it it pull, it pulled me out of really harsh circumstances gave me a purpose gave me confidence and then as I got better I wanted to see people around me get that same confidence and have that same message and I look at it as a very spiritual um, thing. And, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again, I hate to always point to, like, capitalism, but it's like that's what it, in essence, that's what it does to something is when it gets so commodified and monetized, it just becomes fucking hollow to where, like, Ender said it best. Like, 
everything looked the same with Reebok. It's like, well, yeah, you can't distinguish anymore, mm-hmm. and you can't distinguish you can't dis- distinguish between values because it all looks the fucking same. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the importance of it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it is very depressing, especially like the cowboy part where it's like, oh my god, touch gloves for the rest of your life, and do this over and over again. And I had that realization when I after I defended my title, I fucking knocked a guy out and you know reclaimed my belt, and I was like. Is this what it is over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. That's so, right, Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, dude. That was a long rant, but that's... Uh, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. You have to maintain that essence of a thing mm-hmm. before it just gets fucking obliterated. Yeah. Um, and I know this could really easily fucking sound self-important, but also literally it, it sounds like I'm just saying, they sold out, man. It, they sold out, bro. No, but what I'm actually, and I think the documentary is talking about, is how economics and the the culture that comes from our economic system, what it does to, I think, purity and connection and transcendence and expression. All those things, man. It, it does something to it and devastates it. Mm-hmm. I would bring back the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some super human shit go down. All right, all the steroids. Oh man! You know, Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob Sap pile driving another man yeah. into a cage. That's now I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. That's it. All right, but guys, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. If that's what you got out of it. That's what you fucking got out of it. All right, we just need got, to do hey, more steroids. You, it, yes. you get what you get out of you it. You get what you get. How about you, Andrew? Uh, what I would want to bring back? Yes. This is going to be more conceptual. Condom but... Depot. <laughs> Condom Depot, and yeah. I kind of I miss the levity of it. The levity. I miss of the. It. How so? Like. Stim. My favorite example is Genki Sudo. Genki he's, Sudo, yeah. I think he might, aside from DJ, he's my favorite fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Genki Sudo. That's a, a man who just loved what he did mm-hmm. and was celebrated for it. The He didn't look at this as like, I just, it got to, you know how it got, kind of reminds me of like a, the difference between like a DC movie and a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Where all the DC movies are like dark and sad. That feels it's like, like the, dark, edgy. That feels like the UFC yeah. now or like maybe like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like okay, I get it. Same thing as last time. Infiltrate the dealer, but just find the supply. I feel like it's just gotten so that formula has just gotten it's lost to the original like message that i loved about yeah, like the, the early which is also yes. why G- genki sudo was an amazing martial artist mm. and he, he had the we are one yeah fucking flag that he held he up stood there. for something and he he not only stood for something but he expressed himself uh openly and was re- rewarded for it and what shone through most of all was none of those things but his ability as a martial artist yeah and his dancing ability oh yeah but I was like, damn, it's a lot of Corey. I gotta Corey say, I loved it. There's yeah. things about Izzy aside from fucking humping his opponent <laughs> that there. I see. I feel redeemed by. I do. I things that the current Israel roster does. in the UFC. I think Izzy might be my favorite. 
but and Khabib still is and Khabib he's also around. very like so not all hope is lost. Shout out to Kevin Holland. Uh, of course, Kevin not. Holland's great too. <laughs> Kevin Holland is like Jay White's illegitimate. Brother. Dude, I love Kevin Holland. <laughs> That's yeah. another guy who's. But dumb, I mean, bro. look, we're naming off all these fighters. Yeah. yeah, hopes hopes not lost. I mean, I understand what the documentary's saying that like UFC's like being kind of shitty in that. The capitalist system shitty. is going to start mo- monetizing everything you love, but yeah. I mean, it already has. But anyway. it already has. But <laughs> that message at the end where it says "you're fucked too," I don't believe that. I mean, as long, there, there will always be people like Genki yeah. Sudo, like Israel Adesanya, exactly. like you Kenny don't know Hall. my mentality, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, always... at the, but at the same time, there will all there will also always be people that will point away towards more humanity and even in the face of rejection or people not wanting to listen i think so i don't i also don't accept like that we're fucked as long as we maintain awareness and like a sense of that spirit Mm. in all facets of our life we're not fucked yeah it's just i think also there too it gets harder it is harder harder. to do that it's a lose it's an uphill battle but there's still a fight i think talk about weird fighters i like scott smith Dude, I just watched a whole. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, I watched a whole bunch of Scott Smith. Scott Smith no, is, I don't. So Scott Smith is known for getting the crap kicked out of him, <laughs> but then somehow finding a way to knock out the other guy. <laughs> no, no, this no. happened like multiple times. Yes. Could you say? That Scott Smith is an analogy for the working class in America. Well, he got knocked out. But, dude, it looked like he was going to lose some shit, and then, bam, he had his moment. Yeah, like, I mean, you already mentioned Pete Sell, but, okay, so there's this famous fight between between Pete Sell and Scott Smith. Andrew, you have to watch this, brother. It's incredible, but here, I'll just, I'll describe the the sequence. Give me the synopsis. Could you show him? I I can show it. Oh, we can look at it. But I guess we can look at we'll it. We'll look later. at it after. But, but like, oh man. Give me it's, just. it's just like, the gist of it is like, so Pete Cell hits Scott Smith with a devastating Body like, liver shot. Oh no. Like, yeah, like, you can tell. That's the one where. He just starts like dropping. Sure. Like, like from here. And then Pete Cell rushes like, oh, this is it. I'm about to, I'm about like he's to win. Him. Sure. And runs like, you know, closes the distance. Right as like Scott Smith lands one right hand, oh right my God. Into, knocks him out. What? And then, but as soon as he drops like pizza, Scott Smith like, oh, just out, lays like, back. Just lays back. Yeah, can't move because of the body shot. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, but it was amazing. I guess I no, well Scott just... Smith. He was fucked right there. Mm. <laughs> he was fucked. But guess <laughs> what? With his last ounce of strength, he pulled it off. Yeah. Darren Henderson. <laughs> oh, God. I love those salty duck war dogs. Even though I don't fight like any of them at all. I just love it. All American names. But yeah, you, you look at the you look at the early UFC, you look at the opening of like one, and you saw that they both they stood for something. There was a message, there was a mission statement mm-hmm. that was something, you know, you could get behind. Mm-hmm. You know, like the UFC was like, we're trying to find the best martial arts and show it to you um one's beliefs and ideals in terms of like strength honor accountability uh those those are mes- messages that i can get behind mm-hmm. but now i just i don't know i can't i can't see what the modern ufc's messages beyond money and that's scary i if i could bring one thing back it would be the the levity the love of the love of the sport in and of itself 
And dude, Pride had a lot of aspects Pride. of that. And that's why I'm, I love, I, I talk about how I love what the Yakuza did, but I kind of do. And it was the steroids. And the steroids. But, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of shady There was, shit too. but, I mean, it was fun. I mean, in the end, I want, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life. I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be like a DC movie. I want it to be like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not a fair analogy because lately well, DC's let me like tell you kind of getting cupcake. their shit together. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> some... tell you something, sweetheart. Yeah. Life's going to be fucking rough too. Yeah. I know. Of but course. you can always look, you can always have an optimistic outlook on yeah. it and you, your values are your values hmm. and that's what you carry with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also, I mean, it's an uphill battle. It is. I'm not gonna dismiss the fact that yeah. these, all this like monetization and you know like treating the fighters like crap. That that's obviously happening and it sucks. Yeah. But it, it, it's a hard hit to the body, just like what Pete Cell does to Scott. Yeah, right here. Oh, he's gonna watch. Oh God! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you saw that, buddy. That's the oh. dumbest thing I've ever seen. Exactly. I love it. It's, it's like the, it's what I call the broest moment. <laughs> Dude, that's big, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to these two motherfuckers. <laughs> just that, just just the craziest like five second exchange. You see, <laughs> um, they ended the documentary like depressingly watching cowboy get fucked up. They should have ended the documentary on this. Oh man, this is hilarious. That would have been. You're like, fucked too if yeah. you don't hit back. Like, yeah. Like, like yes. Like, like, like see, look how like the referee's like oh. Oh Pete, are you, are you okay? But he's okay. Like look, look, look how they pan out the stats. <laughs> the waiter, he's, he's literally he's like, dead. He's, he's also <laughs> dying. Ender, he did the same thing against like Kung, Kung Lee. Lee. He was oh getting his ass God. with the whole fight, and then the he was like, fight. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Benji Radish, dude. yeah. <laughs> the slow motion replay. It's so oh, good. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, someone call an ambulance, but not for me. But <laughs> yeah. oh, no, but really for me. Oh yeah, hey, but I'm yeah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like that. yeah, that fight yeah. right there would have been a much better thing to end the documentary. See, that's on. the pancreation philosophy way of ending things. Because I mean, Smith, what Pete Cell? I mean, think about it. The documentary <laughs> brings to light all of the. <laughs> it's so dumb from every. The angle. documentary. <laughs> brings to light all of the exploitation and all of the like shitty things that the UFC's done and all the old fighting promotions they bring to light how you know kind of depressing it is at the end but like that I mean I like what you're they took the liver shot yeah. it's our job knowing this now to throw that fucking overhand back yeah that's right, big Wayne. Oh, God. <laughs> you stand your damn ground. Oh, oh. good shit. Hey. And that's I, the thing. Be brave I don't have anything to else to say. We can end it on that because yeah. he killed that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking me on this journey, guys. Yep. Yeah, man. Shout out to Fighting in the Age of Loneliness. Yep. Great documentary. Shout out to you guys, and thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye.